Eternal Dirtles is brought to you by our supporters at Patreon.com. You can join them at Patreon.com slash Eternal Dirtles. Thanks. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Phil. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Phil. Hi, this game is fun. Excuse me. Dumb. My name is Hi kids, do you like islands? Want to cast some elemental dinosaur hippo hybrids? Creatures with text boxes longer than vendor buy lists? Cool cards that'll get fucked by some cynic mythics? We printed dead weight, can't sequence the spells straight. I'm unlikely to even top eight my friend's MySpace. Foresight said, transgressive cards need a place to live. But why? We have to abide by the reserve list. Since age 12, I hated myself. Fetch lands, tutoring perfect mana for some reason never helped. Selling secret lair for a month's rent is rude, dude. During a pandemic, it's like sneezing in my mouth. Oh, ew. Back to basics should have obviously cost rainbow. Decks like 69 color Snoko pretty much say so. Nice. Yo, Phil, why are you acting all out of whack, kid? Fuck Chalice of the Void. I yelled from the loser's bracket. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Phil. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Phil. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Phil. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Phil. Oko Thief of Crowns having a six pack is weird. Dude eats more food than Kobayashi does in a year. He's more loyal than a professionally trained golden retriever, even though he's a thief and turned the king into a beater. Akoya's creature types are pulled out of a hat. There's octopi, nightmares, fox sharks, and bats. Overpriced cycles and ad nauseum's cat and an otter got banned from the casual format. 99% of the set's cards are unplayable, except there's a planeswalker polymorph available. Get ready to get slapped in the dick with the spaghetti monster, cause Grim Monolith makes that fox an Eldrazi Maelstrom Wanderer. Try and guess the names of all the wedges. The cons of Tarkir time traveling with senses. Up until their names got replaced in development, guess mutate as a mechanic ultimately was relevant. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Bill. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Bill. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Bill. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Bill. Astrolabe makes all the colors fake. Melt the snow with a band hammer made out of lava cake. Sensei's top will greet it from beyond, where Deathrite Shaman gets probed by Jataxions. There's a heavenly whale that flies for double blue. It's like Ophidian smuggled the copter without the loots. Boss's Oracle predicts Doomsday's on the way. Street Wraith finds a diamond that'll divorce you from the game. Miracles fails to keep a counterbalance because a veil of summer has covered the snowy islands. The mystic monastery monks entreat the angels as well as my fat ass handles a dozen bagels. I lay awake refreshing the spoilers in my head, trying to understand if mutate makes any sense. Maybe Rosewater will lay off the parasitics the way my competitive record lays off the winning. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Bill. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Bill. Hi, this game is 
fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force Appeal. Hi. This game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force Appeal. Many of you know the fastest miracles player alive. Call me the Nostradamus of dumb shit. Big surprise. I mean, it sucks. My lazab not brew when awry. Of course, the only mythics that I like are left to die. I wonder if there will be a time we stop complaining About all the competence future future leagues curtailing I'd imagine if we did you wouldn't even know the difference They seriously printed sorceries with flash Those are instants They're instants You can't fucking fool me, Watsy They're instants Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nate Goley and Phil Bleckman. Nate, Phil, how's it going, guys? Well, how isn't it going? <laughs> it's, it's going, right? <laughs> I think this is an atrocity. I don't think they should have touched companions. I think we, should have, we need more companions, and I think this is a sad day for all of us. Phil, there are people sure. out there that are going to think you're serious, man. <laughs> I think Luris is probably the best design in, in, in a long time, and it's a shame that we're not going to get to play with it in paper at all. Yeah. So it's can a shame. I, can I, I want to speak up. Yeah, you start. You start. Let me let me just react to the to the uh, announcement, uh, the bannings. Uh, I I think this is a well. Aside being a day late, it's a dollar short. Like this is not enough. You've basically put us back to where we were two months ago, a month ago, and that was not a good place for Legacy to be, honestly. Like, between Astrolabe, between Oko, and you know what, guys? I'm coming around on it. I think they should get rid of Delver at this point. It's time. Let's see some new decks. Let's see some new blood in the format. They should, uh, you know, Nate says this a lot, nuke all formats. At least, at least let's see some new decks in Legacy, you know? Uh, this was a prime time for them to do that and to like kind of overshadow the fact that they made a giant, giant design mistake. And let's just, uh, and on top of that, how about no apology? Like, it's just like, here's some reasons why these cards aren't going to be okay in this format. Moving on. Here's about this one. Let's talk about Brawl. How about, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. We're so sorry. sorry. We screwed up. <laughs> you know, you know what? I didn't think about that at first when I saw this, but when you said it, when you said, and, we, and Zach said it like in our group chat, we were talking about it, it's like, like, you know what, that's right. Like, are you just going to ignore that this everyone's is, really mad? This <laughs> like, is a terror. Like, I'm sorry. There's no other uh, business model where you can F up that poorly and just be like, and we're making changes and anybody who bought cards or whatever, sorry, screw you. You know, like, there's, it's insane to me that we didn't even get a, Hey, you know what? We're trying to make changes. We're sorry. You know, like the, I, I wrote it out for them. All they had to do was post something that said, uh, sometimes we make cards in haste and don't thoroughly test them. We are not infallible. And, uh, in the future we will be hiring a team that instead, uh, that will help with that instead of hollow platitudes. Like this product is not for you. Jesus, man. Is everybody gone? I think that's a great place to just sort of start this. <laughs> I mean, everyone's really unhappy. Everyone gets to that. Let's talk about that specifically, the formats. But let's let's talk about this announcement and then break it down. Because not only was it 
as you said, not substantial from a sort of marketing standpoint, but it was very thin from a reasoning standpoint. It's almost like they don't understand why they did this, like why they had to do this. It's all they banned they, they, the band announcement just reads like a regular card being banned. Like, oh, this card, this card was in too many decks that had too high a win rate. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's crazy. They do, and they finally get around at the end to mentioning the uh, that they're like, oh, well, we're looking at it. Maybe we'll do something about it, right? Uh, companion. We understand that people. We don't see any reason to take action in these other formats. So we don't see win rates. Blah blah blah. But so. I want to just uh, we'll have to call out some of the people who who sent who sent feedback. We asked that you know what did you want us to talk about? This is one of the things that came in uh, from our friend Dominic Monfrey, and basically was how meaningful is this out that they left themselves that we're thinking about it and we'll take a look and we're not against making a change to companions. But I'm going to start by saying I don't think they're thinking about it at all. I think this is a punt. I think this is like they're hoping that everyone will cool off and they can just kind of let this go. Yeah, indeed, it does. It it, it seems like a punt in many ways. I don't know how much we can even talk about this. Phil, do you think they're actually going to make a change to the companion rules given what happened today? No, I think there's more companions already designed in the next set. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I think that the, the, it's the issue with companion, I think stems back to that. They continuously never learn their lesson that when they make a new mechanic that they want people to like, they always go so far into like, when they did it with smugglers, copter, and vehicles, they were like, hey, here are vehicles. Here's something that people have been asking for a long time. And then they pushed smugglers, copter to the point where it was just played in everything. It was the best thing you can be doing. And then they had to ban it, right? And then they said, hey, we went too far with vehicles. It was a new mechanic. We didn't understand how powerful it was going to be at first glance. So we we pushed it. We tried it. We thought smugglers, copter was safe. But then we learned after it was released that it wasn't. And now it's banned, right? That was their argument for vehicles. But then you had something that was like super pushed in uh, heart of Kieran, and that was fine, even though it kind of got boring after a while because then everybody was just jamming Planeswalker decks against each other and whatever, whatever, whatever. But when it comes to new mechanics, I don't get why, why is it that they can't seem to recognize that these new mechanics being as pushed as they are will warp things? That like, brings up so, my next a, point, actually. It, it's just weird to me that, like, if you wanted to start with companions and not just be like, okay, here's this insane mechanic where you just get a new card. Like Kahira is the closest thing to a reasonable companion in that it's just a three, two that starts in your board that you just get to have. Right. The no decks are playing it because they're playing like the beast decks or whatever. Yeah, or if okay. you are, you're like, okay, cool. I'll jam some questing beasts because it's mythic. And then we'll just have a Kahira for free. But like for the most part, Kahira is like, Hey, modern and blue eye control. Here's your free three, two that you just get to have out of the board. Right. That's it. That's all it is. And it's totally fine, but it's still played. And I don't get where in this mechanic they didn't they didn't just start there. Why didn't they just start with here's your power and toughness card that has a uh, has an evergreen uh, keyword on it and that's it with a with a restriction. With I, the can deck restriction. I can answer that. Here's here's the other the other thing that I wanted to touch on is that Watsi has been hiring professional magic players, good magic players to design and test their formats. And you know what the problem with that is? Is that all you have is spikes looking to break formats. 
and they're doing it before they put cards out. But they're not fixing the broken formats. They're just like, here's another broken format. Look how good we did. We made a broken thing. We made a broken thing. It's like watching It's like watching your own Rube Goldberg machine explode and being like, I did a good job. That is how, how uh, play design feels to me. Is like they don't have people who are game designers. They have people who are professional magic players that want to show everyone how smart and cool they are and what neat ideas that they can come up with. But they're not thinking about how, how that affects the game. Look, you know a lot more about the um, sort of inside of a game design room looks. I, I, I don't know if I can even say that because it almost seems like the thing every time this happened, the, the, the times that this has happened now in whatever format, they come up like, oh, we didn't actually do the thing that was making everybody mad, right? That's what, that was my point about. I just don't think they're careful. I don't think they can be careful. I don't you think they. You can be careful. I, I think, no, no, I, I shouldn't say that. I think one could be careful. I think it's possible to do this, but I don't know if they, I don't believe that they're set up in whatever way they're working to be careful. Well, I think that, that is the, so this is my third problem. And it's something we had, had uh, talked about last week with Rosewater is that nobody's in the room to check him. And he, you know, he's making this concept up. He's like, ah, companions, make it good. And you're like, well, I want to make the boss happy. I better make these cards like super busted because that way people play with them. And if people play with them, Mark will, Mark will be happy. And he'll remember that I helped him make those cards and maybe I'll get a promotion or maybe I'll get, you know, like the problem is, is that wizards is a business, man. And that oftentimes gets in the way of fun. And there are people, there are real people that are making these cards that are putting their uh, that are putting their careers on the line, trying to figure out what they can do to make to make Mark Rosewater happy, you know. Yeah, I think I, that Mark is a hard person to to uh, placate by by any stretch of imagination. I think that that's on them, truthfully. But because I don't know about that, well, it's never on, it's never on the employees. I get Command it. it to boss. But what I'm, is it, isn't the whole thing though? Like if you have is. a six, if, <laughs> well, no, it is, but like. But like, if it is, then you have a problem. Yeah, but I think like, that wouldn't think it be better if companion is... was successful? Like when it, when it, when you're saying you know this is a business and obviously and sometimes you know the design gets in the way of fun. Like well, no, is... isn't isn't this just natural? Like, isn't is companion this failing? Is I no, but this is the thing is that is that they they don't have a litmus test for like what's fun versus what's fun and and playable versus what is. Super playable and very, very bad for the game. Well, the, the, my, my, that's that's the, the the point that I'm making is with Akoria, Companions was just a, a ten card cycle, right? It's not like it was the it was the 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 marquee mechanic. The marquee mechanic was mutate. So it's like you have this secondary mechanic that you're not even shopping to sell your set, right? Mutate, like build your own beast, right? That was their whole yeah. thing that they were using to market their set. Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, guys, you're going to have a buddy in your sideboard. That wasn't their marketing campaign. It was you're going to build the, 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 the scariest, baddest monster you've ever had before. And that's how they sold their set. The layer of behemoths. Yeah, this was so it, it just doesn't make Pokemon like, the why, set where why you get your own through, little weird monster next to you. Right. But I'm saying that like their, their <laughs> whole thing, like they, they didn't even use companion as a no, means they, to market they, the set. So like they truly saying didn't. that it's it's best for. Like the the way that they make money is that they have to push these sets M mechanics. No, if that was the case, they would have pushed mutate, not not companion. Like companion was a secondary set that it seems like they were trying out. 
because it was on 10 cards and that was it. Like this is this is the the the, the beta test. If this was going to be a, a thing that they could do going forward to try and bring like their flavor of commander into into constructed and vice versa. And it's just weird to me that you would go so far as to 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 not only make these cards excellent on power and toughness rate, but then also put these insane abilities well, that haven't even been on cards historically prior to them. You know what yeah, that tells me, Phil? I love me, this Phil? point. I love you this point. You know what this tells me, Phil? Is that they probably did. They were probably much worse, and this is them dumbing them down. There were probably like 40 commander, or 40 commanders, like 40 companions, and they were like, well, okay, let's go down to 20. And someone was like, 20 still seems like a lot, guys. I, I don't think so because I think they did whittle it down I, from there. I, I don't think you can because the companions, you have to also think that they had to design them for draft. You can't have too many companions in your draft because then you won't be able to actually make your draft around them. I you refute know? that point completely because we would have said the same thing about Planeswalkers like two years ago. Oh, there were too many Planeswalkers <laughs> in World of Warcraft. I, I don't know. Apparently put like, 40 well, Planeswalkers in the set and it's fine. You well, they did set. because they were all three mana. Yeah. Like we we had never, we we were not sure about a three mana planeswalker. You know, there had been so few. Um, also, wait a minute, dude. What are you also? By the way, you making the point like, oh yeah, now we can put all of those planeswalkers. Yeah, check out how that set worked out. <laughs> I 100 percent agree. I'm just they made, saying they that made a shit ton we, of dollars on it. We made, but like at at the same time a, that that set that the the, the planeswalker set. War of the Spark, their whole gimmick that they were trying to sell is that this is the place where all the walkers are. So if you wanted to make the argument of, like, they need to, <laughs> to sell this product to make money, then th that argument would work for War of the Spark, right? All of the planeswalkers, they're all here. This is the all war. Right. This is what we're all doing. Right. That's it. That's point, it. And I'm like, point okay. Point to fill. Point to fill. Okay, okay. I will, hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Let's, let's, let's bring it back a little bit. It's, okay, so, like, we've got this... We've got this question about whether or not they're actually going to do it. So I, one, thing, one thing I think is interesting is, is Phil's perspective is that... They, this is sort of a tacked on secondary effect to what they were. And by the way, like Bill post, uh, there was a, not Bill, uh, Mark Rosewater, whoever said that, or someone posted that like dirge bat, which is a mutate, which is like a marquee mutate card. It's a mutate with like a hero's downfall or something mm -hmm. was it's like the most played six mana. It was the most play tested part of the set. It was the most play tested card of the set. They saw that as the most. That's why I don't think like I just I'm just saying like they spent all their time on getting that thing to a six mana uh, hero's downfall. They didn't think first. They probably weren't even building companion decks. I wonder if they thought no one was going to do it. I, it's it's also like, but like on the other hand, Zach. Well, that's point again is that that's a all huge problem then. No, no, I know, but I guess like <laughs> it's like the question is who's right. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not making a value from which one of you is right because I have no idea. Uh, but it's clearly that the problem is just that like, they don't have this. They don't have a resource to manage this kind of like. Can I can I give you a quick shift. anecdote about about how bad that is? So <laughs> sure. I've, I, I've worked in game design for six, seven years now. And uh, early on in my playtesting experience, I had to leave for a week at, uh, at work and I came back. Um, uh, a week later and my boss was like, Hey, what did everybody get up to? What not? And I was, I wasn't there. So I was just kind of watching from the outside what was going on. And we had created this entire, uh, group of cards, uh, to use in this game, uh, brand new stuff. Uh, and it's a campaign game. So you have to play a really long, a really long drawn out thing to, to get it to work. And what happened was the guy that I normally work with played the whole game ignored all the new content and beat the game and so when i came back my boss goes oh well you know like show us the data that you have on uh the new stuff that you uh that that i made and he goes oh i ignored it completely 
<laughs> that is the kind of crazy shit that like you cannot do. You know, a person like that, like that doesn't play test like all of the stuff. You have to put it all together. You have to really, really test it. Really try and figure it out. You can't just be like, well, we're just going to keep doing what wins us the games. Like in a draft set, like you don't draft a thing just be like, oh, I'll just play like you know, like a corset good stuff. No, you have to look at all the new abilities and you go, oh, well, maybe this is worth playing, you know, like, you don't... I feel like you're pounding on the desk during this whole thing, by the way. I'm, I'm doing what? <laughs> I feel like you're pounding on the desk of the whole thing, by the I way. I am pounding on the desk. <laughs> it's, it's just, it, it drives me nuts that, like, they're like, well, we test for standard, we test for draft, right? Those are very complicated uh, by themselves. Draft in particular, to really make a draft set good, and this set, this draft set's quite good. I, I've played it several times. Is it the best draft set ever? Is it super balanced? I don't think so. But it's fun, right? They nailed that, right? They nailed that it's fun. At least for now it is at the beginning, right? But you wouldn't go into testing a, testing a set for draft and be like, well, we're going to ignore – I'm just going to ignore cycling – and uh, companion and mutate <laughs> and just play these things for their normal costs. You just said you know? someone did in the same job. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's but that guy doesn't work. That guy doesn't they, work for us anymore. They didn't own all their opponent stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> what, what you're gonna say. That's crazy. The ones that didn't do no, it. that is what drives me nuts, man. Is like, you cannot do that. Like that guy <laughs> didn't work for us for very much longer after that. You know, like that's not acceptable behavior as as a person who is involved in QA. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like. I don't know what the end. I don't know what the solution is. I'm, I don't. I, despite my disagreement with him, I'm not saying it's Mark Rosewater's fault. Like that, Mark Rosewater is running through his fist. I, I'm personally sick of him coming online and asking questions. Here's the thing. Okay. So here's a question that came in from Marcus Ewald, uh, another one of our longtime uh, listener and, and, a, and a person who we know fairly well. Um, he asks in you know these three questions: Is it just about milking the Ikoria boosters? that they didn't nuke mechanic or nuke the mechanic overall, what could possibly change by the next set or ban the restricted update? And my point about that is like we Mark there there Mark before was a week before the they announced the announcement, right? Was argue, people were clearly heated about the companions. Yeah. What possible what possible what could they possibly need to know about how people feel about this mechanic more in the next I can't imagine. And, and the idea of milking boosters, it's like, this is the perfect time, uh, guys, to take a knee if you're Wizards of the Coast and be like, yep, I mean, it's not a big deal. People didn't like this set. You know what? Also, maybe sales, you know, like they can just go to their shareholders and be like, maybe sales are down because of, uh, you know, uh, the pandemic and people are playing big magic, right? The perfect scapegoat, right? You're, you're burying them in the desert next to all those ET Atari cartridges, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 Phil, I don't, but I, I can't, if you want to jump in on that point, I just can't imagine what, what data could they possibly be looking like? It also, there's a, there's a question about how they, how they even make these. They, they, they always point to this 55% win rate every time something gets banned going back. I think they now, just name a number and it's 55 is the number. But like, okay, but well, that doesn't mean it's any good. Like otherwise, right? Like, um, it doesn't mean it's, it's good gameplay or people are, are enjoying it. Yeah. When everyone was playing the Cobblade Mirror, probably had a fifty-four, probably don't have a fifty-four percent win rate because it was it was all mirrors that were 50 percent each other out, and then things only met a game to beat it, you know. Yeah. So um, it still wasn't healthy. So I, I I just can't 
I think Marcus's second point is the is the more interesting one, truthfully. About third, frantic search. Sorry, third point. Is yeah, third point. Third. So let's do that quickly. We'll start. Let's talk about legacy specifically now, and let's start by talking about Marcus's final. He had a three. He had a three clause inquiry. His was basically where his his said where is frantic search? Actually, it was where the fuck is frantic search, which is awesome. <laughs> and I just kind of shortened that to or where is frantic search and unbans. Like it's it's crazy. Here we go. So death right shaman Gataxi and probe no unban. Uh, was the next one running six? Running six, no unban. Underworld breach, no unban. And now this, it's just like you're not. It used to be a prisoner exchange. Give me necro. You know? Give it back. Give, I mean, with, with necro. <laughs> I mean, mind twist is 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 the more. Uh, we've had this conversation already all day today. But mind twist is the thing that I think that they should have unbanned a while ago. Just 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 to show you're looking at it, right? Yeah. Just like show show us you're paying attention, guys. Phil doesn't like mind twist. I think it's trash. I just think that like of all like, okay, yes. Is mind twist too powerful legacy? No, probably not. Right. Okay. We can all agree. Mind twist is probably not bad for like in terms of power level past that. Let's think, okay, we are going to unban. Like if if you're Watsy, and you're like, okay, we're going to unban this card because we want to blank. What could you possibly say after that, disregarding that for, for power level, after we are unbanning Mind Twist because X? You definitely can't do, we are going to unban uh, Mind Twist because we believe that it would promote new decks that would create interesting and fun gameplay for the <laughs> format as a whole. Because that is horseshit. You know that Mind Twist is never going to be in a, in a deck that's just like, well, I guess I'll spend my four mana to make it discard three cards. That's not the world that we live in. If anything, <laughs> people would be playing it with fast mana. It would mean that I'm dumping my hand to get rid of your hand, and then my deck could play out of the graveyard or is better off of whatever. And so essentially, I'm going to build a deck that's going to belch it so neither of us do anything until hopefully I top deck better than you. Yeah. And no, like, they, like I get you want to have cards unbanned, but you got to think like, what is, what environment is that going to promote? Mind twist, it, mind twist is not promoting any decks that would be interesting to play with or against. And if you get to have your like, all right, dark rate, dark rate, mind twist you, it's like cool. You're down to three cards. They're down to no cards. And I hope this game is fun. What's the last thing they unbanned? Black Vice. Black Vice. It doesn't do anything as far as gameplay either, you know. Right, I'm saying I'm saying that the, the argument <laughs> to unban a card, the argument to unban something solely because it doesn't deserve to be on the ban list for power level reasons is it isn't good enough. That's not a good enough argument. It, I'm going to counter that with just one point, and and I I, just, I I I hear what you're saying. However, they don't, they're not making bans based on gameplay. Like there should be what, twenty. What do you there mean? Luris got banned on on gameplay. Luris got banned on power level. Yeah, that power level that creates redundant gameplay. Right, but like they 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 look at power level. Like at my point, like there should be twenty cards banned that don't make good games. Right, like but that's the thing. I'm I'm I am for that argument. Yeah, I'm that's the thing. Like I, I'm go for because they don't twist. make a fun environment. If Mind Twist is going to stay on the list, then a lot of other cards should go on the list. Now, there's there's a little bit of an argument there about like who decides what makes a good game. Like, I think that 
even like even compared to a, a bugaboo like Chalice, I think Chalice is, is like sort of more play aroundable like than Mind Twist is because at least you have cards. Like you can have a two, you can still like play a Tarmogoy for play a you know an Emery like Emery, or whatever. Like you could play around a Chalice a lot easier than you could play around a Mind Twist. The Mind Twist just straight up nukes your hand, and it doesn't always do it. Like it, it probably wouldn't be played. Like it would be like Black Vice, which also isn't fun to just like take three before you start a turn. Right. Like if you played against if you played in the old school and you forgot how black vice went, sometimes you're like, oh, shit, that does suck to take three before the game even starts. But like um, I, I still don't I, I don't know. Like I, I I don't see them making changes based on I, I see them. I just see them like what's making people the maddest. Do we can we back that up? You know, and let's just make a change. Yes, that, I mean, uh, that's that's that that's been the that's been the case for a long time. But that's time, that's right? for Marcus's frantic search too. They're not gonna like. They're not looking to like. Ooh, what's a card we could selectively pull off the ban list? Like they stopped doing that when they unbanned Black Vice. Well, I also think it's because it it's the 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 cards that they're they are banning cards to try and solve problems that they they have created in the format. They're not looking at cards that are on the ban list to solve problems. Do you know there what I mean? isn't on the, anything on the ban list that could solve a problem they didn't ban because it created a worse problem because I, they are loath to ban too, too many cards at once. I'm they saying, need to take I, I, I'm six saying that, cards like, out at a time. There, there, is, there is no incentive for them to pull a card. Like, what is the What do they have to gain by pulling a card off the ban list? Other than a couple of days of saying, hell yeah, Watson, you're taking a chance, you're pulling this card off. And then that card, whatever they pulled off, creates something degenerate or unfun, and then it looks really bad for them. Or it does nothing, and the, the couple days of uh, congratulations that they get for trying something just falls by the wayside because then we start it's, complaining about whatever the problem is again. I mean, this is what happened with Golgari Grave Troll, right? Well, no, I, no, this is actually not what happened with Golgari Grave Troll. Like, it, it's because Golgari Grave Troll was In actually modern. I'm talking about modern. Right, right, right. That's what I mean. And, and I know you are. But I'm saying, like, what was the last thing that got unbanned and saw, like, actual legacy play seriously? I think you're talking about Entomb. And that was 10 years ago. Right? I mean, I don't know what the order was for Entomb and Time Spiral. Land you don't tax, think maybe? Land tax, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that, like, like, actual play? People play World Gorger oh. Dragon as a joke. There is like, no incentive for them to correct. Or, or not, I have to change the word there. There, there. There's no incentive for them to unban things, right? Like what, they, they, they gain nothing from unbanning something other than a couple days of good press. That's it. Well, so they, 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 like, look, if they, how about, a, how about a, I'm, talk, I'm talking about like the only way they can unban something, in my opinion, or the best way to unban something would be to take 10 cards that are legal and ban them and unban three cards that shouldn't have been banned. I'm saying, I'm not saying that, I'm not, that's not meant to be a hot take. I'm saying they, the reason, they don't want to think about it. I think that people need to understand that. They don't want to think about this. They don't want to think about legacy. They don't want to think about the ban list. They don't want to think about it, okay? They want to say, what's making people the maddest? Oh, Luris, I'm going to ban it. They don't want to think about, oh, what kind of game does Astrolabe create? They don't want to think about, like, maybe, like, Oko's too good. They don't want to think about, is Delver plus too many efficient spells now just the the gone beyond the police of the format and is now just the oppressor of the format. They don't want to think about that. Who's thinking about that over I, there? I, I, Who's the people, saying, are like, the people who are the people who thought it was a good idea or a necessary idea to like half have half Godzilla, half regular main cards. 
are they thinking about the intricacies of legacy gameplay? I can tell you who thinks about that stuff, Nate. The podcasts think about that. <laughs> We're the people who think about that. That's it. That's the only people. <laughs> we think think, um, we put more go, time into and, legacy. And they go on Twitter. They anyone else. Mark and, every, Mark and everybody goes on Twitter and they say, oh, we inquiring minds want to know. What is? The, what do you think about this? And then nothing happens. Just don't do it. I don't no, you, care. You, you, you also got to think, though, that when it comes to the, the stuff that they ban and, and versus not ban, you also have to, like, from their perspective, they would like it. They would just like to never have to touch the ban list, right? Ideally, as a company, they just never touch the ban list. Everybody's happy with every card that they ever print. That's great. Wait, wait, wait. That's not the world that we live in. But there's also, for, from their point of view, if they are getting rid of something, they're not doing it because they want to get rid of it. Right. They, they want to resist any t- amount of data that they're getting and, and, and not have to admit that their design was busted. So they aren't taking any action without incentive. Right. Mm-hmm. And if the if whether that incentive is diversity of gameplay, because if there's if the formats aren't diverse, they're going to have com- they're going to have their player base complaining about it or power level discrepancy because they'll have their power. Their, again, they'll have their audience complaining about it the same way is if we are all clamoring for an unban, they have to be incentivized to make that unban. So an example I think would be, to, like to, to, to illustrate this, let's say graveyard decks are fucking everywhere. They are dominating the format. There's not enough good hate that isn't, that, that, that's main deckable. We, we need something. That may incentivize them to go, hey, guys, instead of trying to figure out a new tool to print in this new thing, which mean, in this new set, which means that we have to figure out a whole bunch of different tweaks to numbers and figuring out what we're going to do, they can be like, well, we got death right on the, on the ban list. Why don't we just unban that and see if it, if it solves some problems? There's merit right? to that. I, I'm, I'm saying that like, they, they need to have like, – there's no way they're just going to be like, okay, mind twist can come off because it's the power level. Uh, frantic search can come off because of its power level. That's, that's not enough incentive for them to make that kind of – huge action we're agreeing that's we're agreeing you just think you think that like what people you're saying that what people want which is just show me that you're that you're looking at it and paying attention and that mind twist doesn't belong there on power level when you're talking about other power level as a reason to ban like you're saying that like that doesn't matter they should keep mind twist for gameplay reasons but then those but then people who are in favor of mind twist coming up are going to say the gameplay sucks I, I, Who cares I, I, if it's mind twist? This, What's the, yeah, this, this is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, but that's the, uh, that's the point. I'm saying like we have all of the we have a bunch of people that want cards unbanned, but there isn't the incentive for them to ever do it. And so for, if if we're saying, hey, Watsi, you done fucked up this ban announcement because you either didn't go far enough or you didn't hit the things that mattered, or hey, Watsi, it seems like you don't understand why everybody wanted these bans in the first place. Right. Those are already two major factors. You said it yourself. You think this is the biggest like ban announcement that's happened in years. And this is the right. This is the this is the, today is the day. Today is the day. And the, the idea that we would spend any amount of energy trying to get them to say, hey, guys, you know, these cards on the ban list that don't even really promote any interesting gameplay at all. You should also unban those like if, if, if it already takes so much effort from us as the community to get them to recognize that they need to stop making these problems, trying to then also, on top of that, get them to unban cards that, that just can stay banned and it's fine. Yeah. They, like, it's I not mean, radicalized is what it's, what it's come down to. Let's, let's move on to another point because we have a lot to think about. I, I think, like, this is a, this will be a theme that we can talk about more often. I, I, it was funny because, like, I – 
the, what Phil's saying that I, I think I said a few times on, on online or whatever was that I did believe this was the day. And Zach agrees the same, and said the same thing. Like this was the day to like, okay, you've had to ban something, you know, already every set that's come out, right? Pretty much in whatever format, even legacy, like you've, you've got more bands in the last, you know, half a year than you have in the, in the like, you know, whatever few years before that, like, this was the day if you were paying attention that you would show us, we think, because companions are so busted and and make you think about the nature of the game and the identity of the format that maybe you'll spend 30 seconds thinking about it. I knew they weren't going to. So I'm not I'm not surprised or disappointed. This is what I expected. Um, last question. Oh, no, we have two questions. One from Tommy Hanks, who said they said or they sort of hint at what doesn't work. And what, this, what I think he's referring to here is. That Luris, when they banned Luris for both Legacy and Vintage, they said that there was not enough of a deck construction, um, uh, deck construction limit on those on Luris in order to make them balance in Legacy and Vintage. Is there anything? What can they print that would actually make Legacy better? What would work in Legacy? You may not play Brainstorm. You know, like stuff like that. Like you cannot play one mana instance in your deck, or like. Uh, you know, stuff that, like, makes you change your deck construction, not stuff that just goes along with current deck construction restraints. Stuff that is, like, it could be rewarding to the level that these things are if you make the deck construction a hoop to jump through. If it's not a hoop to jump through and you're just saying I get to have an eighth card, why would I not do that? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if he was talking about specifically to fix companions or... Or in general, but like I'm sort of at a loss of what, what they could do. They've actually done a, quite a few things that I like. <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like it all the time, but I liked Light Up the Stage as an idea for like red. You know, uh, I liked Veil of Summer as a way to like you wanted you want other colors to interact on the stack. There it is, right? But those things are either just still never good enough to compete, or just get absorbed by the, the existing deck. shells, yeah. the best shells. The fact that I still I, I keep going. The fact that Luris of the Dream Den and Mishra's Bobble were in Delver decks is insane. Like, like it's like a dream. <laughs> Ironically enough, it's like a dream den. Like, like imagine us going on a podcast and saying a Delver deck could play any card and Mishra's Bobble, and it would be good. Like people would people would think we were you know on drugs. But like, I think the specific the, the, the specifics of that though are, Delver decks can play anything. Yeah, because that's none the of their, you can't none play anything. None Moving of their cards are reliant on any other thing. They're all just individually powerful cards. Now they are. Yes, there is no identity. There's no identity for a Delver deck. It used to be the tempo deck. It used to be like that you were living on the edge, right? That once we had a discussion on here because I wastelanded someone. And they, in response, daze their own brainstorm to save their land. Like, they brainstorm in response, daze the brainstorm so they could pull back the land. And I was like, huh, that didn't, that seems like they was so important to save the land, they literally just threw two cards in the garbage, including the best card in the format. That's a decision people make, right? It's crazy to me because, uh, in, in my opinion, you should just brainstorm and let it resolve <laughs> and see if you get the other, uh, another land, you know? That's true, but maybe I don't know. I don't know the specifics. That's true. I'm just saying that, like, sure, but like, uh, yeah, you know, like that used to be. There used to be, but it's not that. It's just another mid range deck. And sure, it's not the exact same mid range deck. Yes, it's a little faster. It's got days, but like, I don't know, man. Like, it's it, when we do a set review, 
right? Let's think about doing a set review. Are we reviewing the cards for the legacy format and thinking of ideas and digging deep to find interactions? Or do we just say thumbs up or thumbs down, this goes in Delver? Thumbs we, up, thumbs we down, often this do, goes in. do do that, yes. Uh, I, but, I no, but, say, but, my, but I mean, like, how should, should we just do that for every card? Do you just look <laughs> at every card and be like, no, it's, well, it's three and a black for, you know, something, but it's so powerful, maybe Delver will play one, you know? <laughs> Because like no deck that there's no deck that wants to you know or that maybe snow maybe snowco will play it because they can get the three and a black right like I don't know yeah. like we're not thinking of, like if that's that's where we are then I don't I, I don't think it's a good it's not a good place to be you're basically yeah. just saying that that you can't you can just play what's all, what already exists in perpetuity sort of and now you've got this weird it's rotating because every set's gonna have something new that you play. Like, I don't know, man. What's the identity? What's the goal? We'll get to that in a second. Um, unless you have something else on that, Phil. No. I just want to, just quick thing from another Phil. I think it was from Phil Lynn, Go who asked if we could talk, if we could, because they didn't ban Astrolabe, talk about whether or not Wizards might keep it because of the affordability reasons and legacy. I like it's, that personally as, as a reason to keep it around, but it also becomes a, it still is a problem. You know? Like that's, Two things on that. One is that Phil said he doesn't actually think it makes it more affordable because the like Astrolabe pushes out a lot of decks that were affordable, like Death and Taxes and Burn and like Eldrazi, you know, like so now you can't play those affordable decks. So it just means you rush into this thing anyway. That's his take. I don't know if it's true or not. He did a little bit of work on it, but my 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 feeling on this is if you're saying that like I want to play Legacy, but I shouldn't have to play Dual Lands because I can't afford them. So I should have a way to play what like what a dual land deck feels like. No, I'm sorry. That may sound gatekeepy. That may sound. I don't mean it to be that. I mean I think that it sucks that the cards are expensive. I wish they weren't. I wish that everyone could play as much legacy as they want. I would lend you. I will lend you cards if I have them. I will let you play. I will play proxy tournaments. That's all fine with me. But the identity of the legacy format is the dual lands. Yeah, I mean, that's the what's the point? Why do you care about playing Legacy? Why do you care about playing Legacy then? I mean, you don't play. I, 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 I understand. Speaking, the the thing that I like the most about Legacy is is obviously one playing with the older cards, for sure. Um, but then it's also just like having all of Magic the Gathering to interact with, you know. That's not something you get in standard. It's not something you get in modern. And and the expanded card pool is is what to me is most interesting about it. So if having Astrolabe allows some people that couldn't afford to do that to do that, I'm full. But then they're just playing Astrolabe and Euro. Well, this is true. So <laughs> that's it, the that's, problem. That is that is the problem. So that problem needs to be addressed to keep Astrolabe around. It's it's tough. It's a, it's a it's a giant teeter totter to try and balance. I I, I and I. I I honestly I don't uh, envy anybody that has to. I mean I feel bad saying it because I know it sounds it sounds meaner than no, I mean I, it I, too. I, I'm on I'm on your side. I, I I don't think like if they actually if if budget was a concern that anybody cared about other than people like us who want the format to be bigger so it's more available to people or the actual people who can't afford the dual lands, which 
has to overlap with not having anybody in their community willing to loan them cards for a sanctioned event, uh, there's no reason I, – I, I can't think of another reason that we need to like design cards to make the format cheaper. The format's not cheap. That's a problem that, – that, that you can blame on the reserve list. You can blame that on Watsi for in, in enforcing the reserve list or not just saying, okay, everybody, here's our whole new we're, – we're, we're upending legacy. Here are the – like some kind of specialty errata to get around the reserve list because yeah. like it shouldn't be on the designers to try and design cards to make a format that's already ex- included like – Unbelievably expensive. Exceedingly expensive, yes. S- suddenly not expensive so people can play it. Because I, if they wanted to support the format that way, they would just figure out a way to get around the reserve list. I agree. Yep. Uh, final final point on that, too. Also, like, like what about... $100 Scalding Tarns for Modern, right? Like, oh, yeah. is that not gatekeeping? Hey, hey, hey. They, well, they just replaced Scalding Tarns. But you need those for Legacy, too. They just I no, but I'm, I'm, saying, tarns, no? I'm, I'm saying that, like, yes, <laughs> Legacy decks are, like, you know, you're going to look at, like, a $4,000 deck. But if you're looking at Modern, like... Your modern decks aren't cheap either. Like, is your is your threshold to get into legacy because you can spend two thousand dollars on a legacy deck, but not the four thousand or uh, two thousand on a modern deck, but not the four thousand on a legacy deck? Like, it's expensive person, no matter what. Like, it's really expensive with piece Phil. of the paper. A person interacting with Phil said just that. What if your budget's fifteen hundred dollars? I'm like, your budget's fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, I'm sorry, but play Murphy's. Well, it's like, but I want to play, I want to have a certain, you're not getting the legacy experience. You're getting the 2019 Astrolabe soup experience. That's not the legacy experience. The legacy experience is the dual land. The legacy experience is LED. It's dark ritual. It's tabernacle of Pennsylvania. What if the best monocolor deck in legacy was $75 and then like, but you needed a tabernacle, right? Well, I mean, that, that's an extreme example. Let's even let's even go farther. How much do you think burn is? Like 300, 200, 300 bucks for like a burn deck with a couple fetches for Grim Lava Mancer? What if burn? What if for some reason burn needed to play Tabernacle because it was only out to something? <laughs> what they're gonna? You can't you can't get around it. It's it's access to all the cards, and you should want to play with all the cards if you want to play. If you now that the, the Snoko deck is a current legacy archetype, and that's fine, but saying that it deserves to live more than other legacy archetypes that have been inexpensive and gone away, or less expensive and gone away for whatever reason, there that's happened. Like, if, if why does it deserve to live more than those other decks? Just because? Because why? I don't know. Like, I, should, I don't. You like, should also. Sorry, I didn't interrupt. No, you can because I'm I'm now now I'm starting to lose my lose the train a little bit. But like, I guess my point is like, it doesn't just deserve to live because because more people can play it. I don't think it makes more people play legacy. Quite frankly, more more people have said I I have this. We're gonna we're gonna go on to the next point now, which is this. I have seen more people say they're done or through or taking a break or walking away for a while than I ever have. That's the one thing everybody's done. And I think uh, now, to be fair, part of that is because they can, you know, like you can you can take a serious step away from Magic right now because uh, you're not itching to play right now like crazy anyhow because you can't. I I, I want to just go make one last point on the the budget thing. Yeah. D and T being considered a budget deck, it wasn't always the case. It I mean, became it a budget be deck that... because they reprinted Wasteland and they reprinted Rashadenport. 
Yeah, and they reprinted Aether Vile. Like, and Caracas. And the, and the, Caracas. The deck, yeah, the deck got, became budget because they were able to reprint cards. So, like, Astrolabe opening up doors for people to, like, oh, only need to own one Underground Sea and one Tundra and one Trop and one whatever. A lot of decks can get away with that anyway. Like, Miracles, straight blue-white Miracles was getting away with that for a while. But, like, if you want to actually help the, the people who have to, like, play on a budget then you have to axe the reserve list. And that's the only argument when it comes to budget. There's nothing else. Yep. Going over to like people wanting to take breaks. Go ahead. No, I think that's, but I think that's the, the, the point sort of overlaps, right? We've got this card that is in the, that the, the number one, the, the number one thing is people are walking away. The number two thing was because they didn't even mention Astrolabe and people just dislike this card and it doesn't, they don't like what it does. I'm looking at a uh, 80 card four color Yorion deck right now. With one trap, one tundra, one underground sea, it's only duels, and it's still twenty five hundred bucks. So, you know, like, like this this has four astrolabes in it. So not only do you need that, you know, you need all those. You need two Jace the Mind Sculptor. You need four Force of Will. You need four Force of Negation, which is expensive. Four Uro, and then Print Mythic, right? I, it's like I, I just um I, I think it's both. It's it, 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 they're they're both pieces of the same thing. It's like a lot of people are, are a lot of people playing Arkham's Astrolabe because it's cheap right now. Zach is right; like people aren't playing budget decks because the format's online mostly, <laughs> or it's webcam and you could just play proxies on a webcam. You know, like no one knows or cares. So I don't. I don't think that, like this is what's happened. This is what's happened now, and the, the the idea that this could be just more people playing this is just going to make people who would play against those people check out. I, 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 Magic Online is how they make these decisions. And what if people stop playing on Magic Online? Like, what is going to happen? Like, the reason I want to ask about the reason why I talk about this, like, this was we've gone on a few tangents already. But like, we know what's going to happen, right? We know what the decks what decks are going to be played pretty much. Maybe something will come out of the blue in the next couple of weeks, right? Maybe Luca will break out or something. I'm just trying to, and I'm not saying that because I played the Luca deck or that we were high on it, Phil. I'm saying that because it's like the only card I can think of that might actually break through, you know, that it actually has a shot. And I don't see anything else. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I have a little bit of a, a harder take on like people saying that they're going to step away from the format. Uh, Let's say all of the people that you heard say, I'm thinking about taking a step away from the format actually did. Right. Yep. All right. How many players did we lose? Well, we lost Eric Virgo. So we're, we're, we're taking a break. <laughs> yeah. Those players, those players aren't playing for a while. They're going to take a break. They're going to wait for Watsy to figure their shit out. And from Watsy's point of view, if, that was an argument we brought to them. We're like, hey, you guys printing all these powerful cards, it's causing a bunch of these players to, like, stop playing. They would go, who gives a fuck? Yeah, they, don't, they don't care. It's, it's all about they don't care. Player. It's all about like, getting are, are you play. new? Are you buying our product? Are you a new player that's trying to get into Standard and then when they eventually grow out of Standard and want to buy cards for Pioneer and then want to buy cards for Modern and then eventually buy cards for Legacy or just buy into those formats if they find them more compelling from the get-go? Like, oh, you've been ingratiated forever and already own your collection and we'll buy cards if we print them that are powerful enough for the format, but otherwise we're going to lose you? Yeah, they could give a fuck whether or not we're playing. I mean, the, well, correct, the correct response, Phil, is... This product is not for you. 
Now, for now, on the opposite side of that, though, I am one of those players that would rather us all be able to play a game that we think is really enjoyable and that Watsi shouldn't be trying to fuck it up for whatever reason that, you know, is currently their priorities. Now, we don't know what their priorities are other than we want to appeal to new players because obviously you want to, the player base to grow so you can make more money and to expand people who are playing on their digital platforms because that's where they're going to make a shit ton of money. So it behooves them to not have to go through these things where they're saying, hey, new players, you can't play with these cards that we just printed. Now, I think that is an idea that lends itself to why they didn't touch any of the companions in the uh, younger formats. But eventually they're going to, but I think that's why they didn't yet. Look, throughout, I think my, my, my point about people leaving is like, we, let's let's see. What was the first thing? It was the Star City Sunday opens are gone. Then it was the Star City, like the Star City is just dropping legacy support altogether. And then the Grand Prix are going away and all this stuff. And, you know, everyone said, that's that's it. Legacy's dead. And all I said was people are going to play legacy. People like playing legacy. It does. The, the format, the support of the format is not what does what decide what drives people to want to play legacy necessarily yes people will want to travel the tournaments that are worth their while but that's up to the to 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 provide that but if the games aren't fun or interesting that's what gets people to stop playing legacy that's what kills legacy this is what kills legacy this is what makes it stop yeah i mean think about that that, like like this how many times have you heard some somebody in i don't know the 20 plus years we've been playing magic go you know i just stopped playing because there weren't any tournaments to go to versus you know when they print that card i was just and done. I was just done. Yes, exactly. That's exactly it. Right. I opened my invasion box. And like I, I can go all the way back shit. to putting damage on the stack or taking damage off the stack. Uh, that that <laughs> I could go back all I could go all the way back to uh, fourth edition and and I can hear people talking about like oh ever since they made uh, uh, Sylvan Library a white bordered card. You know, like it, yeah. there's always a reason and it's always card related. It's never about the tournament support. You're right. And this is what kills it. Uh, and so you've got a couple problems. One is that, like, the people who are going to – you've got the self-selection issue where people who are going to be playing the, the format are going to be, of course, happy with how it is or make it – or going to feel it's worth their while. So they're not going to get the data. They need to change it. And two, look, the, the coronavirus, no Grand Prix, everyone hates the format. Is this over in paper? Does this come back? No, here's I, I, I have I have a take here. Uh, and it's something that I'm surprised hasn't happened sooner because they with they pretty much stopped legacy tournament support way before this. Yes. Right? And that's where like the, the other the independent TOs were just like, oh, I guess we'll pick up the slack. Yeah. Right. We're going to run our own tournaments and the legacy community is going to get super hyped about them. And we're going to charge hundred dollar buy ins and who gives a shit like we're still paying it. Uh, nod to the people who are playing on a budget. We still like the, the uh, a 200 person uh, event sold out in less than 30 minutes at a hundred dollar GP entry uh, or event entry. But essentially. There is if, if there was a major tournament that was announced, would you guys go if it wasn't sanctioned? Let's of say course. the prize, the prize support, you know, the, everything about no. What, what, I, I'm saying right now, I would not, I, I would not really want to trap. I would not really want to make a point of going to play Legacy. 
let, let's, That's say what I'm that, let's say that they that the it, it was it was a GP level event in terms of prize support, in terms of judge staffing, in terms of everything about it is GP level, except the one caveat is that it's unsanctioned. So it's not a sanctioned event. Does that turn you off enough to not go? No, it doesn't. And I say this, I, I, I say this because if it's not sanctioned, then that tournament organizer can impose whatever ban list they want. Yep. And That's if, they, if everybody and just doesn't want to play with companions, a TO can say, hey, everybody, I'm running this event, and Luris is, is banned from this event, this unsanctioned event. Yeah. Well, Luris is banned anyway, but yeah. But you, know, you know what I'm saying, right? like, school, I, You know, they, like the, the Sisters of Flame old school uh, uh, events have a different ban list than, than most of the other ones. They don't let you play uh, a Library of Alexandria and Mind Twist. Uh, that's that. I mean, not that old school is sanctioned anyhow, but like you can do that when it's not a sanctioned event. Um, yeah, I, I, I Bill, I misunderstood your question at first, and now I'm going to answer it truthfully. I think that's the future. I think that I, I often, I think I've mentioned this a couple of times. But once when I was a kid, I my dad was a my dad used to sell comic art with his friends, like original comic art, like the framed, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And once he was he was ex- exhibiting at a show, a comic show, and there was a magic tournament there. And I got the rules for it. And it was type <laughs> this is how long it was. It was type one point seven five. Like the <laughs> guy had made it up. And that was because like extended. it was it was exactly what it sounds like. It was type one point five, so all the power was banned, but also except for like cards that were still in revise. So you could play demonic tutor, soul ring, right? Um things that had been uh restricted in vintage or type one you gotta be careful here and banned in type 1.5 as a result so he had, he had like taken some things off the ban list and i didn't know anything about sanctioning or anything like that right and i had all those cards because i was able to get revised cards i wasn't able to get you know elevated unlimited cards or anything like that so i built a deck and i was maybe whatever i don't know how old i was 14 15 maybe and like i went and i played by what would we call like an Esper Bid Range deck today. And I had a lot of fun because I got to play my Demonic Tutor and I got to play my Soul Ring, right? And I often think about that tournament as one of the, like my early Magic days as one of the, as some of the most fun I had, right? And yeah. the, the, the organizer was like, this sounds like a lot of fun because yeah, people don't want to play against Lotus, Land Lotus Jezum, but they'll play, they want to play their demonic tutor. Come on, let's let them play their demonic yeah, tutor. Everybody, you know? like, everybody wants to drop a, a turn two Surrender Free off of a Soul Ring. A Soul Ring, yeah. Well, yeah, right, exactly. So, you know, I I think that um, I think that might be close to the future of Legacy. Like, if I was, you know, Missouri MTG, Jeremy, I would consider being like, I really want, like, because I'm just referencing him because you were the one who, you know, who had that, he, he had the one that tournament you were talking about. I would consider being like, hey, like, what if I did this for this tournament? How many would you guys not come? <laughs> you know, like, I'm just, there might be more people who are willing to travel for that because it would be a fun and unique experience. It would be the busted metagame. You can play Legacy online, Wizards Wizards way, right? Yeah, it's not especially fun right now. So, like, why would he want? Why do you want to read? Why do you want to duplicate that in paper? And I mean, like you said about old school, Zach, I mean, that's the, that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like, if I'm going to travel for paper magic at this point, I'd rather travel for old school or hyperextended or pre-modern or anything than legacy almost. I mean, format complications aside, uh, I mean, I would just go to these things because my friends are there, you know, 
like let's let's also like give a nod to the community you know like it's just a fun place to be a lot of times the least my friend sam craven has said this a lot the least fun part of any gp is playing sanctioned magic playing ma- magic yeah yeah <laughs> and so like like it would be great if playing magic was fun at the grand prix when you see all your magic playing buddies I mean, I know that there are people who I like and are friends with who would say, like, no, I'm not going to, like, waste my time on something that doesn't, like, really have any juice. And I understand that. I'm not saying this is the great, uh, the greatest thing ever. However, I, I don't know about – I don't have I – I feel like there's more people who would come to this side. If you look at what's happening with the people who are organizing different legacy formats, the pre-war, pre-Innistrad, right, uh, legacy 606 going back to Ravnica, like, people are doing this. And people are more excited to play that than play this. I, I I'm just saying, like, it doesn't seem like anyone's really opposed to, like, a custom experience that speaks to more players or a better and better gameplay overall. Uh, I mean, I, I don't I don't know that it's not the, the, the future that that the, like that it might just be like more unsanctioned legacy. And you got to build a deck. You got to try and build a deck. You're not just rolling off the shelf or something. I agree that I think it's it's likely going to be the case. I have a question regarding Commander. Okay. So they does Watsi employ Sheldon Mennery and all of the other people that curate Commander? They don't, no. So they the Commander is curated through people who aren't in Wat that aren't on Watsi's payroll. And I get that it's a, because it's a casual format. Every, any play group can decide whatever they want, which is another idea of like why can't Legacy just decide whatever it wants? But why is it that Commander, as a as an eternal non rotating format, has a body that curates the ban list, but the other eternal formats don't? Like if you can't afford, if you're unwilling to pay people to test the format and all this stuff. Well, what is it that those guys are doing for Commander? Are they not like taking? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why? Why isn't? Why, why don't they just work with a body? There's plenty of legacy players that, out there that I'm sure would be, happily be unbiased working with Watsi to determine if something is unfun for a format. Because if there's no, like Nate, you don't. From my understanding, knowing you for a long time, you don't seem to have any like pro tour uh, desire. No, You're just like, I, I want to enjoy this format and, and have it be the best format it can be. There's a lot of people out there that are very in touch with the whole community. I, I It seems weird that they have to keep going through this cycle of just power creeping and banning cards and then not us going through the process that it feels like they don't have a grasp on where the community of a format's head is at because they have so many other things that they're focused on. Mm-hmm. But they have allocated... Okay, we're gonna we're gonna work with this outside group that's not on our payroll to help curate a format that we actively design for. Yeah, funny, right? It's and not only that, not only that, but like uh, I think they that, want to remain autonomous. Uh, honestly, it's not it's not so much that like they wouldn't hire Sheldon and the rest of the like commander committee or whatever. I think it's that they prefer to remain autonomous from Wolsey, no. so that they can, they can make these decisions by themselves. That. I get it. I get that part. I, I get that they're not going to give up any of their decision-making authority. Why would they? Yeah. I'm saying if they are if, – if, if Rosewater has these inquiring minds want to know on Twitter asking about was this a good choice to put in the design file and is this too busted for whatever <laughs> format, why not just instead be like, okay, 
we're going to take this group of trusted individuals that are aware of what's going on in the format, that are trusted by the community as a whole, and say, we are going to collaborate with them. And they're doing it for whatever reason they're doing it, but we're not paying them. Look, I, I want to. It's funny that you say this. Like, couldn't they just pull everyone with a legacy podcast? Right. Look, look at the diversity of, of people you would get with that. You'd get us, right? We you get just Jerry. Us you three get three by ourselves. Are three different yeah. types of players, you right? Know? Exactly. Right. You get Jerry and Pat, right? You get Ian and Tom. We'll you get Brian. Brian. There. No, you get Brian. I'm, I'm saying, like, look at all these different people. You get Brian, Brian Koval, and Phil Gallagher from over there, right? Like, I'm. The Canadian threshold, I'm trying to make sure I shadow all the podcasts now because I feel bad if I miss somebody. But, like, you've got people, like, you know, all over the place. And, like, here's a self-selected you know, group. All yeah, the guys, a, all the European guys? Yes, the, the European guys. Like, you've got, you've got, like, a self-selected group. Yes, every that's what I was, was going to say. I was missing Everyday Eternal, which is Julian and Eric, uh, Eric Landon. Yeah, and, Cal- them. and Callum, right? So, like, you've got people from all over the world the self-selected group of people who are putting out content and show you they're engaged. You can listen to all 172 of our episodes. Don't listen to the one where I said that you suck, but listen to the other ones and say, and say like, here's a, here's a random sampling of, of legacy players. Maybe we could just bounce this stuff off of them. They could give us a preview card. They don't give things that don't have images preview cards. They just won't do it. Well, look, I'm not, I'm not, it sounds like, it sounds, it sounds not, that, that sounded thirstier than I wanted. That's not really what I mean. No, wait, I mean wait, 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 What do you mean? What do you mean they won't give preview cards? They, they, they announced that they, they worked with the guys who, who work on Commander saying, hey guys, we are going to, they knew about Lutri before it was printed. And then they said that we're still going to put it in even after the Commander guys were like, please don't do this. <laughs> what do you mean they're not willing to share that stuff? They're absolutely willing to we'll share. Find, we'll every, single, here, every single person who has a preview card thing. is getting that well ahead of time, and they are trusting that those people are not going to blow it up by accident or intentionally, right, like I, like like they did with the God Book of New Phyrexia or whatever the fuck. Like they're they're trusting that all those people that are getting cards well ahead of time. They would absolutely give those cards up. Well, they, they would have to if they want. I'm just saying that, like, it's not like it's impossible. I'm, I'm not saying that. Okay, that's one big point. That's a lot thirstier than I expected. I'm not saying they should get everyone on the podcast. But what I'm saying is, like, it's not like it's exactly rocket science. Robert Wilson, uh, another one of our listeners, has been tweeting them all day with, like, I'll put I'll put together an eternal advisory group. I, I, I know how to do this. I'm a consultant. I'm trained. I'm a professional. I know how to do this. Just let me do it. Right? Yeah. You don't have to pay me. I'll do it. And like people want to help them. People want to give them some guidance. Now, the guidebook thing is a good point, Bill. They've been burned in the past, but they're not going to do it. They just don't care. That meant nothing. Honestly, like as as much as that, as much uh, heat as that got, and the, you know the the player got banned for like a, a few months or whatever. It yeah, meant for three nothing. Years. It meant literal five nothing. Years. Well, five years. Yeah. Before we move on, we got to keep going. I want to keep going. This is going to be a long episode anyway, but I do I do want to move on. But before we go to vintage, I do want to say that um, uh-oh, where's my list here? Okay, so we got a notification on Twitter from oh, – no, it's not loading because every time – this happens every time I'm trying to do something for the podcast. It just doesn't work. Uh, Chris James tweeted us and just linked us to Mark's Tumblr, who's, and the reason I would actually read this is – it's about the long-term health issues, you know, changing how the companion mechanic works. Mark's response is companion is having ripples throughout almost all the constructed formats in a way no singular mechanic ever has. 
and it might call for special action. Um, that's what I said, you know, three weeks ago, that this is an unprecedented thing and it might just have to, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for here? They're going to have to do something great. I thought, I, thought, I thought there was a chance they were – I did think there was a chance they were going to say we're not using companion and legacy and finish today. I thought that 90% was what happened today, and I thought 10% was they're actually changing the companion rules for those two formats. It didn't happen. The, the thing that was 90% sure happened. I knew they were not touching Astrolabe today, though. Just to make that clear to everybody. There was here's, no chance. Here's my 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 uh, call for what they're going to do for a companion. All right, here's here's gonna, here's going to be a companion that's going to come out in the next set or two. Ready? Companion. It's a land, and it has Tendo Ice Bridges text, and whatever the companion restriction is. And that way you always have a land drop sitting in your sideboard. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what Mark I, – I still, I, still I still would be shocked if they did it at this point because this was their chance to make a big change like that. And I don't think anyone would miss it. It would be the time to do it in Legacy and Vintage was now. I want to move on to Vintage though. We got to talk about Vintage. Because I – when I – as it got closer, or when they didn't, when they just did what they did, they banned Lurus the Dream Den in Vintage. Nothing, no other changes. They banned Lurus the Dream Den in Vintage. I think this is a huge deal. They have banned a card for power level reasons in Vintage. This is not. Look, you can say what you like that Sherzad is, uh, <laughs> is not a power. It's not um, a dexterity card. But it is a dexterity card because you'd have a second have room to play Mental a second dexterity, game. Yeah. Not, not only that, no, it's not just that, but you have to have room to play a second game. You know, what if you deck your opponent and then cast Charizard? Anyway, you um, can. That was what it was originally for: is to like cast it, yeah. and fork you've it, got, and then cast it, got, and fork it, and then have your opponent right, right. die from not having a deck. We have, yeah, we, there was a whole thing where you would you would just kill them. You would kill them by just copying Shahar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach nailed it. Anyway, yeah, sorry. I mean, I just meant like, meant like you painter them and then cast yours on. Anyway, um, they, they lose because they can't draw a hand. But um, anyway, so it's like we're on a tangent there. I, I, I think that there's no way around this being categorized as the first power level ban in Vintage. I want a couple of quick points, a couple of quick points about this. One is that, yes, the Mind Twist and Channel were banned in Type 1. And that did, that took a little bit to clean up. I think it was. I think they were unbanned by the year 2000, which is still only six years into Magic. Um, and I still would consider that Magic's early days. So I don't really think Type One and Vintage, even though they are, they are the same DNA, are the same format. Like the the reason Mind Twist and Channel were banned was that like Type One was probably played more than Type Two at the time they were actually banned, and was probably considered to be the more serious format. Yes. You know, until until a bunch of people bought type two cards. Right? When they were banned, when when those two cards were banned, uh, we didn't even have the first uh, type two Pro Tour yet. Well, is that true? Because I, I yes, think it's, 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 it's 1996. True. What year was the first type two Pro Tour? Wait, sorry. Uh, you said that they got banned in 1996. I think Mind Twist was banned in 1996. Uh, oh. That's I'm I'm we're talking about uh, channel, but uh, yeah, Mind Twist was banned uh, after because it was restricted in uh, in uh, both formats for a while. Um, yeah, there was a there was standard because we were playing that in Necropotence. We were playing like Mind Twist in in Necropotence. Yeah, so 1995 is is January 10th, 1995 is the creation of standard. Um, 
which was revised the Dark Fallen Empires at the time. Um, but like even then, like uh, so let's let's look at this thing. Uh, Mind Twist is banned in Vintage in February of 1996, and Channel Channel was Channel banned. Divine Intervention was banned. Um, for a while. I don't know. Anyway, the point being that, like, sure, right, like, Type 1 had, but it's not the same. It's not the same as standard vintage modern legacy pioneer like we have now. The format's just not the same. There's totally different goal. There's totally different understanding of how the game works. And that was, you know, 1996. You're talking to more than 20 years ago. And vintage has been home to everything since then. And the straw that broke the camel's back was Luris of the Dream Den. Yeah. When it's a power level ban, there's no way around it. You can say, well, it's got to be a power level ban. It's got to be banned because its mechanic doesn't make the restrict makes the restricted list part of it meaningless. That's a power level ban. You know? Yeah. The reason I thought they might strip the the companion from strip companion overall from Legacy Vintage was this. So they didn't have to do this, of course. They didn't have to ban. Because I'm telling you, it's a it's such a huge can of worms. Finnish players can't agree on what should be restricted, let alone banned. What is the second card that you ban in vintage? What would be the next card to be banned? And I'm just saying this. Why not ban Mishra's, treasure? Cruise? Mishra's workshop. Uh, yeah, well, hold on. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make my treasure cruise should be banned point. I'm making my treasure cruise be bad point because I had this discussion on earlier today with Mike Noble, okay, you know, a longtime vintage player, and I dropped it. And I'm, I don't know if he's going to listen. I'll ask him to listen because I want to explain what I mean. For 20 years, Ancestral Recall was restricted, and it was a vintage card. It was an aspirational thing to be able to play and cast one Ancestral Recall per game, right? Degener- you- degenerate stuff needs a place to live. It's degenerate. Yeah, it's degenerate. It's not healthy. But you know what? It was in alpha. And this is the place you play Ancestral Recall, right? Mm-hmm. Once Treasure Cruise was printed, the fact that it – there have been Ancestral Recall variants, right? You could – whatever, Tidings or whatever. There's stuff that says draw three cards. But there's nothing like Treasure Cruise that was like actual Ancestral Recall so often that it had to be banned in, in every other – non-rotating format, mm-hmm. right? And now there's a second Ancestral Recall in Vintage. And the second that happens, the first Ancestral Recall becomes less special. Now you get to Treasure Cruise. If they counter your Ancestral Recall, that was it, right? You know, <laughs> barring like some recursion, recall. right? Recall, but like the point is like you have to work for it, right? Yeah, yeah. But like... <laughs> When Mental Misstep was legal as a forum, there is an argument that Treasure Cruise was better. You know? Like, not that it really was, not that it was a serious argument, but like, you could have made it. It was such, it, the fact that now you can just cast Treasure Cruise and get your recall no matter what, that you can play a game and get the ancestral recall effect from this like golden boat common from this weird set, like, that just to me is not vintage. I mean, it is vintage, or well, I shouldn't say that. It's vintage because every card that's printed gets a home in vintage, except for Luris of the Dream Den. Yeah. Somehow Luris of the Dream Den, we cannot abide. But we can abide Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time. 
and all these other cards that have been printed and you know snap restricted and vintage monastery mentor these things that have made vintage less fun or just like they made you know other things made legacy less fun like i i I think it's a i don't think luris should be legal in vintage as a companion that's not my point but now that you've done this what's the threshold it is a three mana three two (laughs) that's what got banned in vintage and a you creature. think that, like, I expected, I expected Lutri to get banned, honestly. I didn't think that Loris was as big a problem in Vintage. Um, I expected them to be like, Lutri's a problem because it, all these cards are restricted anyhow. Well, Lutri's rather get... restricted list too with Lotus. Yeah. And Lanzai Diamond. Do you guys think that they had the conversation of, should we just start a new list that, uh, you know, a la Commander where... Uh, you just say instead of banning Luris, they just say Luris cannot be your companion. I don't think that list exists in Commander anymore, does it? Zach? It does not. It does not exist anymore. It, it, it's yeah. either banned or not banned. It's not. It no, no, no. I, 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 I understand that it's not there anymore. I'm saying, do you think it was at one point? Yes. And so they decided they, they don't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, word, that do you think that they had that conversation? Choice. That wasn't Wizard's choice. That was the uh, the. Um, like the, I'm saying yeah. if, if, if you think we, if, if Watsi had the conversation of, uh, OK, we're going to we're not going to create a new companion ban list where you can't you, you can still play a card, but you can't have them be your companion. Uh, if if they had that conversation, what do you think made it? Wh- what was the argument to say, no, this card just needs to be outright banned, not let's make a new companion ban list there. It's. I don't know. I honestly it's tough, don't know. because it's like both those things set, set a weird precedent, right? I don't think it sets a ba- as bad a precedent to say the companion mechanic does not exist in Vintage. And the cards are – you play as though it's not on there. Just like the Command Zone. You can play cards that say the Command Zone in any format and there's no Command Zone, right? Someone's going to call you out on that because technically there is a Command Zone. No, there isn't. We actually – someone did call me out on that. Okay. And he, and he was uh, – Because I okay. said that like – no, because I had said there was a command zone, just doesn't matter because nothing's ever in it in Legacy or Vintage. And they said, no, there's actually just not a command zone. So you just ignore that. Isn't that they, where they, uh, your uh, emblems, emblems go? go? Maybe it's where your emblems go. I may I don't forget it. Maybe they corrected you on that, and then I got confused. Either know. way, the point is, the point is that the, I was just talking about the regrowth, the extra regrowth that lets you put stuff in your hand in your command zone. You can play green, green. Regrowth is not uh, restricted to vintage anymore, so it doesn't, you know, it's not a big deal. But like, um, you could pay green green to have another regrowth and has this other text that means nothing. Um, you can you can play command tower in any format you want and doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. right? So, um, it's not like it's. I, I don't think it's that. I think it's less. I think it's less of a problem to do that because this it, 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 companion is. As my friend Brian Anderson talking to me yesterday, the other day, you know, we did I did a lot of conversations with people to, to, to flesh out this show, right? Um, Brian, who you remember from Utah, right? Of course, yeah. Um, he yeah, said it's magic. Games. It's magic 2.0, right? Why does it have to be backwards compatible with Magic 1.0? Like, it doesn't have to be. Companions are Magic 2.0. It is a totally different kind of game when this is possible. Everything about it is different. 
every at, at, you are starting every deck construction, not just like do I have to play this card because it's too powerful not to play with something like Brainstorm, right? But like, do I have to play this card and then make every decision about my deck based on this card? After that, that's not the same constructed game no. that we played for 25 years. It is fundamentally different. Not only that, you have you do it because you get this card you can use in the game from nowhere. It comes out of the. I mean, I guess everything comes out of the ether from a flavor perspective, but this comes out of the, of the literal ether. I think Lures the Dream Den. It's almost it's weird to say it's not worthy of being the first power level band in vintage. Yog Moss will. Yeah. I mean, I what think. Else? What else? What else? do you want to go with here? Trinisphere. I mean, I would just say Misha's Workshop, dude. Misha's Workshop restricted. That's the thing; I, they can all be restricted. Yeah. Luris could have, but like Luris has this rule on it that makes it unrestrictable. But the rule still exists. You can still have a companion in vintage. You can play Kahira. Yeah. Right. If you have a creatureless vintage deck, you can play Kahira. Or if you have a vintage beasts or cat deck, but you know what I mean. Like, think about it. Think about like, I'm, hey, uh, I'm gonna play the perfect storm and just play this Kahira, throw my opponent off. It's vintage, you know, and you can cast it off your Lotus in, in the uh, in perfect storm when they play Grafdigger's Cage, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll just play this D in seven turns. Like, um, it's a fundamentally different game when you can do that. And I think that it would have been totally logical to just pull it out. And the fact that instead you have this card on the ban list with Charizard and Chaos Orb and Falling Star. It is the old, like, you can say all the cards printed for Anti and the, uh, the conspiracy thing. That is banning a mechanic. Cards that reference playing for Anti are banned because they reference playing for Anti. Cards that reference... Uh, conspiracies are not legal because you can't because you're you can't draft and you're constructed right yeah what is what a i just i just I, i'm so uneasy about this it makes it it makes it it just makes it feel less special just like just like treasure cruise you know suddenly it's passe now vintage has a band list the format where black lotus is safe has a ban list. Well, I think that's a good spot to call it. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Exhaust you guys mentally. I, I am I am exhausted. Uh, before we go though, uh, we should thank our uh, new new patrons. Um, yes. O'Brien, uh, thank you. What's that? Who what? Don O'Brien is I think is our new patron for the week. Uh, we have uh, Ned Leeds who uh Phil get a song <laughs> going for him. Yeah, uh, we've got uh, Michael Walker and uh, Jared uh, Spivak. Uh, Jared actually wrote to us uh, uh, through Patreon, and he wanted to thank uh, Nate for the uh, California Uberalis uh, cover. Oh, <laughs> well, we didn't do the cover yet. I, we were going to record it. You and me just were going to do a cover of it. Yeah, that would be I, think, I think he, he, I heard, he heard us do the like the start of it. Yeah, and and uh, he's excited. Right. I saw. I didn't see that. I didn't check their email. But yes, uh, Ned Leeds, 
uh, Mike Walker, who is who is a really cool, nice guy. Um, and actually, we should shout out Mike for winning the first uh, pre-Innistrad Legacy tournament organized by Callum Smith. Uh, Mike won with Infect. So awesome. I like that. We should have a lot. Damn it. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll talk about that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that was a cool thing about the count. I was seeing to see if anyone had remembered it by the time they got to the end, because that's the only time we talked about it. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. What a, what an insane day. Yep. All right. Well, I think I think that's it for this week. that's it right okay uh have a good one everybody stay safe legacy players listen to me the format it's a mess oko is a piece of shit but at least we have the breach wizards is designing freely cause that does some big mistakes they dream about making money mythics that players will chase just look at Ren6 and Oko. Planeswalker's no fun for me. At least there's a busted combo that we offer easily. Underworld Breach. Underworld Breach. Crack Lotus Petal, Sack and LED. Escape them for free. We need more cards to hit our yard. Brains freeze ourselves. Your system is hard. Infinite mana. Shit is bananas. Underworld Breach. A yard will for one less mana. That's fine, what could be so bad? Wait, the cards don't exile after? Nope, they just make you sad. Winning is just way too easy when opponents cannot speak. Silence is the sweetest sound when you flip your whole library. Uh oh, Underworld Breach. Underworld Breach. Nobody beat us, our players will cheat us, we have no GP. Grinding station brings the heat. Seals destroy the hate too easily. Deck is straight nonsense, filthy sweet hot mess like legacy. Underworld breach. Since nothing matters, haters can blather indefinitely. Even if they take the breach away, it is assuredly safe to say. Spoilers in season, power creep for no reason. Underworld breach. I play a land and then play a rock and then cast a spell. It fuels what I got if they wreck the planets. No worries, fam. It's not yet turn three. I'm hellbent. It sucks. I guess it's bad luck. Oh, wait. I forgot. This deck can't be stopped if it loses steam. Reclaim like Sabine and go off again for free. Yeah, I get that, like, people want them to just ban Underworld Breach. But, like, what if we, the legacy community, like, solved ways to beat it without them banning it you know that would be pretty wild underworld breach underworld breach try sending pizza to cafeteria at r&d what does the future future league do how could the designer made it through utterly broken twitter has spoken underworld breach each time they do that it ruins the format underworld breach Making announcements, freaking us out when we knew it would happen. 2019 relapsed and also Uro is stupid. Why would you do this? Underworld Breeze!